this one. There we go. Friday. End of week for some people. <laughs> Not me, folks. Keep on going. If you knew you could hit a financial target in the next six months, would you do what's needed to get it done? Even if it meant no social life, but you could keep up your health, would you do it? Apparently my website has been busted, and I should, should have been scanning it a little bit more closely. Working on episodes number 40 and 41, those should be up, who knows, but piece by piece, slowly getting it done. Workouts in, changed it up a little bit. After workout, uh, after work, K-Bells as well. And then what did I have for dinner? Well, homemade, folks, Friday, August 25th, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky. Uh, the uh, overworked, underworked, underappreciated Canadian expat, expat in China? No, not at all underappreciated. I'm, I'm appreciated exactly the amount of stuff, for the exactly the amount that I put myself out there, uh, to, to be quite honest about it. I don't go out very much, and I'm okay with that. It's been, uh, especially, I guess the pandemic maybe has finally shown me uh, what it takes to sort of see a lot of progress, and that I don't need to go out for every offer of drinks and stuff like that. It's nice to be offered, to tell you the truth. It really is. It shows that people think of you, right? That, that That's the nice part of it. Uh, on the flip side, um, sometimes you do have to be careful who you go drinking with. And the other thing is that you do have to uh, gauge your own sort of uh, success, milestones, progress, and willingness to do stuff. So, and by all that, I mean, like, let's say, for example, you want to start a podcast. I mean... Do you find yourself saying, well, I, you know, I've been planning, I've been thinking about it, but you haven't done anything. Okay, well, how many times have you said that, but then also said, yes, I'll go out for drinks with someone or I'll go uh, do something else? Like it, the, the sad fact of it is that if you want to start a project, such as a podcast, which doesn't have any immediate payoff, unless you're getting paid for it, but I don't know how you would get paid for a podcast without having some sort of experience podcasting before and not just podcast, I mean, radio broadcast, whatever. I mean, yes, it does happen where people are sort of offered, Hey, you know, you're an English speaker. speaker. Do you want to do a, a radio program? Do you know, can you talk into a microphone? Like that sort of interview can happen sometimes, but, um, few and far between, uh, they certainly do make for uh, good stories, uh, and, uh, lifetime jobs sometimes, but, uh, not the uh, not the du jour, not the uh, the regular sort of uh, par for the course, if you will. Uh, but uh, of all this, so work has basically said, yeah, we're going to be busy for like a long time, for the next six months. And they've been saying this for like, oh, like the last six months. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't have a problem with this. And so what happens in this situation is that given that I'm a, uh, I call it a peace worker, I, I get paid per client basically. And uh, not commission. It's not commission, thankfully. Although it'd be kind of maybe might work out better if it was commission. I'm not sure. Um, and they said, well, okay, so over the next six months or next four months are going to be pretty busy. How many months are left? September, October, November, December. That's four months left. We've just gone through August. Uh, now, this is because with the opening up of China to the world, once again, uh, there's a lot of uh, well, students primarily, but then also workers who are uh, either looking to go upskill overseas or get jobs or things like that. So we have a lot of, um, I guess you can call them consultations to go through uh, in the next uh, 
few months, which is good. I mean, keeps me busy. Uh, and if I'm working basically all the time, you know, it, it sort of adds up. And I come across this, uh, this quote from Charlie Munger. Uh, you probably know this guy. Uh, he's uh, Warren Buffett's sort of, I don't want to say sidekick, but he was a co-investor of, uh, of, what was the fund? That they, not the quant, was it the quantum fund? Uh, that, uh, or was that Soros and someone else? Soros and Rogers. Uh, anyway, uh, Buffett and Munger, two big investor type guys that most people know. They know Buffett, but they don't really know Munger. Munger's, anyway, whatever, uh, on the side sort of thing. He's not as um, uh, present, not as media present as Warren Buffett is. You you got to make $100,000. Whatever you got to do to get it, if you're like eating uh, peanut butter sandwiches or something like that, I have this quote. I gotta find this thing here. Where did I put it? Because uh, if I don't read it quick uh, properly, you're gonna wonder what the hell I'm talking about. All right, so here it is. He says uh, the first hundred thousand is a bitch, but you gotta do it. Uh, I don't care what you have to do, if it means walking everywhere and not eating anything that wasn't purchased with a coupon. Find a way to get your hands on a hundred thousand dollars. After that, you can ease off the gas a little bit. Uh, good words, and you kind of think of it. And I, I was talking about uh, some one of these ideas I had to create up or set up another bank account in, wherein I would be able to generate a percentage income per month that would pay for tickets back to Canada. Well, uh, you know, you, you, the original plan was to sort of cost that out over the next year or something like that. And this, of course, is barring any unforeseen circumstances, such, a, such as another lockdown, uh, another virus outbreak, another election that goes off the rails across the world and affects here, uh, or, you know, job loss. You just pick, pick a reason for things to go wrong, and that could be it, right? Now, if you could make that number, $100,000 or whatever, $200,000, if you could make $50,000, if you could make the financial target you had to be able to pay for to be able to pay for your tickets basically or be able to check off one financial goal of yours would you do it like if you actually saw it now here's the problem with uh, this sort of easy thinking and let's put it this way it's too easy it almost seems too easy now it wouldn't be I, I know it won't be easy and I know a lot of people who uh, who would listen to this and go, first of all, they go, $100,000? My goodness, are you kidding me? And I go, well, yeah, I mean, it's not going to lie. China has been good for that. It's like, I don't want to say it's like being a doctor, but because the doctors make even more than we do. <laughs> Far more. And they get, I think they get paid apartments, everything. So, I mean, I still got to pay my own food and my own apartments, and I got to clean them too. I know, shocks of shocks. Um, but yeah, like that sort of number is reachable within the next year. The other thing is like uh, people listening to this might go, well, oh my goodness, uh, would you want to work like that much? And again, I kind of go between September and December, like what else would I do? I mean, I okay, okay, I have talked about Singapore or, or Thailand. Okay, that's one. I've talked about going back to Canada. Okay, two. I talked about going to well, my other project that I haven't really talked about just yet. Um, at the end of December into De uh, into January, but that would be sort of if I did that. See, here's the kicker: is that if I manage to 
complete this next four or five months of going hardcore, would I be able, would I still be of mind, so in that time, to be planning for January? This gets dicey, and this is where things get really sort of troublesome. Like, it's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to do it for the money. And that that's the easy part. The hard part is going, no, I'm not going to do it for the money, because instead of that money right now, I want to be able to do, I want to be able to go to Singapore. I want to be able to plan for January. I want to be able to uh, join in in NaNoWriMo. I want to do December drumming again, January again. And so if that means taking down the amount of work that I'm doing, then so be it. If it makes that runway a little bit longer, okay, then I'll, I'll have to you know, employ the workers to make put more cement down. I don't know where that one's going to go with that. But the, the idea being, if it takes a little bit longer to make the same financial goal, which is sort of what the original plan was and holds in mind, um, and if you're wondering, like, Steve, do you feel all threatened by, you know, talking about money uh, and the fact that, you know, I have people coming into my studio go, yeah, I, I, I understand. Uh, the one thing that sort of comforts me is the fact that you go bust into the bank of China. Good luck. <laughs> I have enough trouble trying to deal with them. I don't know what they would do with someone else. It just doesn't seem uh, as, as easy. So, yeah. Uh, and plus, I do talk to people who uh, have money like this. They already have it, or they're in the process of making it. So some of the uh, the people that listen to this podcast, um, I mean... Is $100,000 well off? I mean, you're not destitute. Uh, no, you're not. R- regardless of how much you love or hate your job, you're not destitute if you have $100,000 sitting around somewhere. But, uh, and it's a, you know, it's, it's a good thing to be, to, to be able to talk about. Uh, and I understand that uh, for some people, it's not there yet. Some, for some people, it might be like a long time goal. And other people would be like, I don't even know how I could make $100,000 ever. Uh, and uh, hey, I've been there. Actually, to tell you the truth, I've never not thought I could make $100,000. If anything, uh, and this goes part and parcel with the, uh, you know, could, if you could hit it in a six months, would you? I've always thought, well, I'll just do it later. I'll make more money. Regardless if it was a stock market losses or anything else, it was always like, this is not, as long as I don't end up in jail or dead. Even jail, I mean, if you have the right investments sort of going and they don't freeze your accounts, I mean, you could come out on the other side, you know, decently well. But, you know, I don't know the intricacies of going to jail. So, and this is something that I'm okay with not knowing. Uh, being dead, uh, as far as I know, I think it just reverts to the next of kin. So if they get a hold of your, your family, basically, you, it just rolls over to whoever uh, is your, your, your nearest sort of relative. I, I think that's how it goes. And again, I don't know. Uh, not entirely clear about it, and it's not something, uh, not that I don't think of it, it's that I, I'm okay, and I do have sort of instructions for what would happen if that were to happen, so that much is clear. So anyway, enough of the uh, the drudgery talk there. I'll, I've never been so impoverished that I've never thought I could not make money. Let's put it that way. So even though I could have debts, I could have credit cards maxed out, I could be, I could have no money in my pocket. I could have no job. I have never, ever thought I could not make that money back. Now, 
I don't want to give the impression that I was like, well, anything can happen to me and, you know, I'll survive. Again, jail, death, those two, t- oh, very tough to overcome. And that, that could come in any manner of speaking. Like, pandemic was close to jail, but it wasn't. If you go traveling somewhere and you get stuck there, I mean, is that jail or is it like death? I don't know. Thankfully, I haven't been in that situation. But but, uh, never been impoverished enough to not believe that I could make money. Um, And basically, even if it it wasn't the business ideas or anything like that, it was I've always had the idea that I could find another job somewhere doing something that I would make money and... So today's money isn't as important as the ability to be able to make tomorrow's money as well, right? And to be adding tomorrow's money to today's money, which is adding to yesterday's money, and so on and so on. So very fortunate situation to be in. And uh, hey, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I've talked about money before. I talk about stocks. Uh, I talk. I talked about gold this past week. And actually, one thing I forgot to mention about gold uh, on this turnaround, I see gold is down again today, which happens actually quite a bit, is that there's an excitement pop. And I, I'm not sure if that was related to uh, Prigozhin's uh, death or whatnot, but uh, gold pop, and then it quickly reversed. Whether or not it continues to go up is the question because energy stocks have also reversed. So energy stocks were topping out uh, last week. They've started rolling over, and that, that means that they've been falling down. Gold stocks have been basing. They've been trading very low. Typically, they they go inverse to each other. So that's just something I've seen over time. Uh, whether or not it happens this time, I don't know entirely. So you know I talk about money. Um, you, you do have to be safe about it. You got to be. Uh, you got to take your own sort of um, stock of your situation, your costs, um, your your wants. Uh, your challenges in life as well, and how you want to make that money. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great to I'd like to be an influencer. But do you? Like, do, do you understand what being an influencer would actually mean? Or being an English teacher in China? Or being a dog walker? I mean, do you like picking up dog poop? It's a job that I just don't know if I'd ever be able to do. And uh, judging by how, how much poop around the, the, the compound... I'm not sure a lot of the, I think the dog dog walkers are on vacation or they're fully employed and they're not picking up the poop. Anyway, uh, apparently my website has been uh, not hacked, but it's been under threat. And I've been, I spent the day basically trying to clean this up. So if you've been having issues with accessing my website, uh, my apologies for that. And this has apparently been going on for a while because I actually have a, a few websites connected to it. And it wasn't just my website. It was the other ones that had been hit. I guess, earlier. So uh, luckily, I, uh, well, finally, I cleaned them up. So it, it seems to be a little bit t- well cleaner than it was before, a little bit not as full of these very oddly named files. You're going, that doesn't look like it should be there. So we're going to delete that now. So again, apologies if the uh, uh, website hasn't been working properly. Working on episodes number 40 and 41, piece by piece, we'll get these done. Uh, I actually bought... Um, I think I might have to do some renovations in my apartment. And by renovations, I mean, one, I'd like to get a monitor installed on the wall or a projector so I can stand to work on these videos. I've noticed something that, uh, uh, especially like Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday nights, if I sit down to edit, that's when I get tired. But if I stay standing, 
I don't get as tired. So now maybe I speak from some confidence today because I'm still up and going, but maybe it was the coffee. All that being said, I might think about getting a projector or somehow putting a monitor up on the wall somewhere so I could just connect my laptop to it and continue working while standing up later in the evening because I know if I, if I sit down or lie down, I ain't getting up again. <laughs> bye bye, Stevie. You're sleepy. Sleepy Stevie. There you go. Uh, other than that, oh, the other thing is that I bought this, um, I guess you call them disposable whiteboards. And people are like, why do you, why do you need that? And this, the reason why, actually, one of the reasons I want it, there's two major reasons I bought this, that I, I was going to take a, re, uh, a look at it. I still haven't opened the package. It came a couple days ago. Number one, podcast checklist. So every podcast, every episode, I have a checklist of things I go through. And it's easy to keep that in mind. And it's easy to write that down on a piece of paper. But what's even more effective, or at least a reminder, especially for the big podcast that has sort of a deadline, even though it's an unofficial deadline, uh, is to have a you know it on the wall somewhere. Like do this, then that for episode number forty. You got to do this, 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 and this. And you can check them off, and they'll be sort of uh, like you know you'd see the end of the episode. And every day that you put in that five, ten, twenty minutes on that work, uh, rather than just depending on the final product, you see it being checked off in front of you. Number two, I got thinking about this. I'm like, wouldn't it be kind of cool to have something I could write on on the wall? <laughs> so uh, I do, I have thought about this before. I've never taken it up because I didn't want to mark up the walls. But now that I have this thing, I think I'd now be able to, if you've been, you'll probably guess what I'm going to say, write my Chinese characters on the wall. I haven't been doing this lately. And I got to start practicing because I've been falling out of practice. And I would like to uh, get back into the habit of writing Chinese a little bit more. So I figured if I put this sort of uh, whiteboard, portable whiteboard, on the wall, then every morning I could just walk by and do two or three or five characters. That's the idea. We'll see if it actually works. I don't know because I'm looking around going, where the heck am I going to put this thing? I mean, I, I know where the, uh, the podcast checklist is going to go, but where am I going to keep my Chinese character checklist? <sighs> So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a pipe dream. Maybe it just won't work. Maybe I'll just put on the air conditioner. Hmm. Anyway, workouts did get in lunchtime. I changed it up a little bit. So typically on Fridays, I do this thing called the Murph where I run a mile, then do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 squats, then run another mile. Today, I was kind of like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to not do that, though. So I kind of want to swing a kettlebell, but I don't really want to carry the kettlebell downstairs. So I compromised, put the weight jacket on, went for a run, did two kilometers, then went up to the tree, my favorite tree, which they have truncated. They've cut it and uh, they've cut off uh, the overhanging branch, actually. So they shortened, shortened it. They at least left it, though. So, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised. Someone must have been watching them uh, do it because otherwise, they, I don't know if these guys would actually care if anyone uses it as a pull-up tree. But uh, So they did shorten it. Uh, ran two kilometers, got to the tree, did 10 pull-ups. 20 push-ups, 30 squats, and I'm like, I'm going to run another lap. So basically what I did this time is that every I ran one lap, I stopped at the tree, I did a set, ran a lap, stopped at the tree, did another set. So I did a total of 70 pull-ups, 140 push-ups, and 210 squats, uh, and about 4.4 kilometers, roughly, thereabouts. I'm not entirely sure. I wasn't keeping track of the runs too much. Uh, I was more just keeping track of how many pull-ups I was doing because that is sort of the better signal of uh, how many rounds 
I'm actually able to complete because those ones are kind of the hardest to tell you the truth, especially with uh, six kilos strapped to you or 12 or 13 pounds. Uh, after work, I did manage to get the slow K-bells, uh, K-bells, kettlebells afterwards with lots of carries and hangs. Uh, and just nice and light. Uh, so by hangs, I mean what I, ha I have this, uh, not the crowbar. I have this thing called a pull-up bar. That's the one I'm looking at. Uh, the pull-up bar, and all I do is hang there. Uh, and I'll, on Fridays are my days where I do one-arm hangs as, as long as I can. So you, st you put both hands up on the pull-up bar usually closer together than the pull-up. Um, like, so if you're doing a pull-up, you'd have your arms wider out. But for this, I put them closer together, almost directly above me, and then I will release one hand, dangle by one hand, and then back and switch that uh, a couple times. I can only do a few few times. I cannot do that fancy stuff where these uh, gymnast girls, they are hanging by one arm and then like doing pikes. I, I'm not there just yet. It's... <laughs> Too much uh, lower body weight to hold up for that much, I'll tell you. But uh, interesting goal to keep uh, sort of uh, progress on, keep tra track of, I guess. So, yeah, I do hangs, uh, very slow pull-ups uh, Friday afternoon, and then some kettlebell carries and some, uh, very light, slow moving. Not, sorry, not light. Heavy, slow lifts is basically my, my concentration. And then for dinner, what did I have? Not Blue Frog. I've switched my Blue Frog day, actually. I think it's either Tuesdays or Thursdays. Uh, but uh, I had tuna, pasta, and laoganma. Laoganma is one of these chili pastes that they have here in uh, China. I don't recall ever seeing it before uh, in Canada or anywhere else. But uh, it is, it's kind of cheap here. It's like 13 kwai, 20 kwai. I actually, it might, be, might be more than that. It comes in like a little glass jar. Very spicy. Um, great stuff, and I mix this up, so I, I boil some, uh, like I cook pasta, I boil up some pasta, and then in a bowl, I dump this can of tuna, and I, on, once the pasta's ready, I mix the pasta with the tuna, and on top of that, depending on how spicy I want it, I dump one tablespoon or two tablespoons of this laogan ma stuff on top, mix that all up, and if I'm just hungry and I want to eat, that's all I do. That is my dinner. That's it. Tuna. Pasta and Logan Ma. Sometimes I'll add like vegetables to it, uh, garlic powder, uh, maybe more chili powder if I'm feeling adventurous, uh, but things like that. So, and, and not some, I don't normally put more salt in there because Logan Ma is pretty salty, or I will also oil it. I'll put uh, olive oil in there as well. Not that it's needed because Logan Ma is plenty oily enough. So, all right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, show notes and tracks up on my website, stephen62.com. Hope you have a great weekend and uh, that you're, you're staying cool out there. It has cooled down quite a bit in Beijing uh, over the last, well, week or so. Uh, it's been nice. It's been tolerable. Uh, and, you know, it's sleeping a little bit better. Although I have this fan, it's, it's kind of nice anyway. So, all right, folks, thanks again. We'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.